Russia are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you all so much for joining me today. What a game. Wrexham versus Swindon Town. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about a draw that is a great result? Um, that is the game. That's the one. Um, if there ever was a time when a tie was the best possible outcome that we could have hoped for, uh, this was this was it. Uh, let's let's just go over the game for a little bit. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, first half, Swindon Town went nuts with the goals. Uh, Young scored in the 17th minute. Austin scored in the 27th minute. Followed soon thereafter by Bickerstaff um, with a sick shot. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, then Kemp in the 31st and Young in the 34th. That's all in the first half. Five freaking goals in both halves. Um, absolutely nuts. By the way, this game happened on August 19th, 2023 at the Stoke Kairos. Uh, 10,258 people were in attendance to watch this thriller. Um, yeah, so first half, I mean, they got one within 20 minutes. And that's always just a little bit of a gut blow at the at first, but for some reason with Wrexham, um, that re- that gut check doesn't really last that long. Um, it, I always tend to be like, okay, well, they scored one, so we'll we'll bounce back. We'll score. We score a bunch of goals. It'll all be good. And then they scored again ten minutes later. Then I was like, okay. Our defense, I mean, our defense is horrendous. I think everyone out there would agree our defense is absolutely horrendous this season. Gave up five goals this time. We gave up, what, four goals in the first match. Um, It's just, it's becoming a problem. And, like, for all this talk about, like, how will we replace Mullen, well, clearly we don't need to replace Mullen. We need more defense. We need people to mark their man, people to be in the right place, to communicate, to not overcommit, um, and to shut people down because that is just not happening whatsoever. Um, There are holes all over the place. Thanks to a couple lucky bounces and a crossbar and Ben Foster doing his best to just tip balls out, um, it, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been seven, eight, eight to five, somewhere around there. Um, <clears throat> I would say that the five that they scored, um, we were lucky that it was only five. Um, also, by the way, I am once again at the Denver International Airport on a layover going back home from Iceland. So if you hear background noise, if I sound a little quiet, <clears throat> it's because I'm trying not to piss off everybody in the lounge. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, four, they scored four of their five goals in the first half, which, I mean, I guess the good news is we were able to adjust in the second half. We were able to stop them from scoring four more goals. So whatever adjustments we made were halfway decent at least. Um, but to be fair, the entirety of the time that they were scoring, we were also getting chances. Um, our offense is killer. We get we pressure them. We get the ball up on them. We um, we shared possession. It looks like possession was forty nine fifty one in their favor, but just barely. Um, that's that's much better than the previous um, than the previous games. All four of the first games. Um, so yeah. Let's see, um, <clears throat> 29th minute, Bickerstaff, Jake Bickerstaff. I'm excited to be saying his name a lot this season. Um, I hope that we keep playing him. He seems like he is creating opportunities. He is hustling his butt off. Um, it is great to see a fellow Jake out there um, crushing it for, <laughs> for Wrexham. His goal was, I mean, just from that angle, came in from the side, beat a, beat a, beat the man who was marking him, and just cranked it right into the back of the net, um, almost, almost parallel with the daggum end line. It was an incredible shot. I thought he was going to dish it off, and we were just going to tap it in, but that's not what ended up happening. And it was a sick goal. It was beautiful. And then. They scored two more after that, making it 4-1 and really just, you know what's funny? It was utterly depressing that they scored four goals. However, I don't know what it is, but just the fact that it is Wrexham made me think, hmm, yeah, we could, we could tie this up. We could score. We could, we could win it. Let's just freaking win it. And so, oddly enough, it's like being down four to one. It's like in foot in American football, Aggies being down twenty-eight to seven, which seems absolutely insurmountable. Um, but for some reason, it didn't seem insurmountable to during this game, which was. That's an interesting feeling. I've never had that feeling with a sports team before. Actually, that's not true. I had it for two years with Texas A&M when we had a very specific player named Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, as we call him. Um, he redefined Texas A&M sports, Texas A&M football. He put, I mean, we were able to, we got so much attention during the two years that he was at our college that we were able to expand our stadium upgrade make tons of upgrades yeah people refer to kyle field now as the house that johnny built um because yeah he was an animal and anything could happen you could be down by 50 and he could figure out a way to come back he was a quarterback he was shifty he could throw the ball he could run the ball he was elusive he made plays that were quite frankly miraculous um and i there's something about this team y'all there's something about this team that I never feel like we're out of it. 
And that's a weird and unsettling feeling, but it's also a really great one. So then let's see, second half starts, we start bombarding their net. I mean, we are down at their end of the field. It, it felt like for the first 25 minutes, we were down on their end the entire time. Um, it was a nonstop parade <laughs> into the back of the net. Um, Elliot Lee, my boy Elliot Lee, crushed one into the back of the net on a PK. Um, a rightly earned PK. Finally, they call a PK um, on someone pulling Ollie Palmer down. That poor dude, he probably gets abused more than anybody else when it comes to physicality in the box and outside the box for that matter. And they just don't call it, I think probably because he's so big. Um, yeah, I don't know why they don't call it all the time, but I'm so glad they called this one because it was so obvious the ref was immediate with the call and Lee just crushed it into the back of the net. And then four minutes later, Jones knocks one in and that's when you really start feeling like, Oh, okay. Okay. It's four, three. I think we could win. I think we could win. I think we could win. And then we get a few more shots on goal over the next 10, 15 minutes. And then Kemp, gets one that should never have happened. It was an embarrassment on defense. It was, we overstepped, we overplayed, overcommitted, and left a gaping hole for, for Kemp to just rifle it through. Easy goal, not that difficult, um, just straight to the back of the net. <clears throat> and you could kind of feel it. You could feel all of the momentum and like the wind just gets sucked out of, of the team and the fans in particular. Um, the stadium seemed a little quieter for a bit. And then, I don't know, it took us, I'd say it took us about 20 minutes. It took us till about the 90th, maybe the 89th minute to really get back on our feet and get that momentum back and start pushing and pushing and then in 90 plus second minute, Jones knocks his second one of the game and and you're just you see them scramble to get that ball run back to midfield and you're just feeling it. Yeah, I, I was freaking out. I was sitting in a coffee shop in Boston um, by myself in the corner, spazzing out like a little idiot. Um, it was <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and then four more minutes go by, four just heart-pounding minutes. Six minutes of injury time are given, no, five minutes of injury time are given by the ref. And in that 96th minute, we get what to me looked like a penalty. It looked like it happened, the handball happened inside the box. It might just be me. Um, I was watching it on my computer, so it's not the biggest screen, but... Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that should have been a penalty. I think that happened right inside the box. Um, the fact that he didn't put it in there, I understand why. Uh, having a handball penalty kick in the final seconds of the game, um, that might be a death sentence for a ref. <laughs> so, 
the fact that he put it right outside makes sense from a human standpoint. However, I think it happened inside. And I forget who it was that lined up for the kick. Was it Jones? I think Jones lined up for the free kick um, and just rifled it in there. Great stop by the goalie. Knocked it over. Lee got a hold of it and just punched it in. And (laughs) talk about jubilation. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I am so jealous of anybody who was able to attend that game. Um, The first half was absolutely brutal. You felt about the lowest low you can feel in a regular season soccer match. And then in that 96th minute score, (laughs) that's about the highest (laughs) <laughs> it's one of the highest things that you could feel as a sports fan in the stadium with all your buddies around, all your mates around, jumping up and down, hugging each other, screaming. Man, what a freaking game. Uh, yeah, it would have been great to have been able to watch that on a TV or just been able to scream. Um, sadly, I was in a coffee shop and... I don't think that would have gone over very well with everybody in there. But holy crap, y'all. That was freaking phenomenal. I'm just utterly thrilled with how our offense is performing, and I really, really hope that we can get our defense uh, into better shape because it's it's painful. It's it's painful. You can you can just watch the openings happen. They're they're enormous openings for the opposing team to rifle one in and something needs to be done about that um like i said we'll go over the stats here um possession 49 duels success rate we knocked them dead 62 38 aerial duels we knocked them dead 70 to 30 70 percent to 30 percent interceptions each team had seven they had two offsides we had nine corners one to their two Let's see, over on distribution, they had about, they had 438 passes. We had 394, so they beat us by a little. Long passes, basically the same. Accuracy, the same. I mean, it was a very evenly matched game. We had more crosses than they they did, but they had better crossing accuracy. What do we got here? This is when, this is where the stats differ heavily. Um, Goals, 5-5. Five, five. Shots, we had 28. 28. They had 8. Shots on target, we had 13. They had 6. Which means they scored, what is that, 84% of their shots on target. And they scored, what is that, uh, 64% of their total shots. I mean, holy crap. We scored... What would that be? Five out of 28 would be, what is that? Five, I don't even know. Less than 20%. Less than 20% um, of the shots we took, we scored. And about 35 to 40% of the shots on target we scored. So, man. Elliot, or not Elliot, Ben Foster had his work cut out for him. He blocked nine, or yeah, he blocked nine shots. How is that possible? Now I'm confused by this. 
I guess that wouldn't just be his. Interesting. Okay, shots outside the box. I need to know more about that block shot stat. I need to look up what that would specifically be. This is my uh, American ignorance talking right here because um, I just don't know all the soccer stats. We had six shots outside the box. They had two. We had 22 shots inside the box. <laughs> they had six. Our accuracy total was 46. Theirs was 75%. Um, 15 to 14 on tackles. Tackle success rate, they beat us 64% to 53%. They had 30 clearances and we had eight. That's because we kept it on their end of the field most of the day. Let's see, they fouled us 17 times. We fouled them 12 times, three yellow cards for them, one for us, no red cards given. Gosh, guys, I mean, what a freaking game. What a game. It was exciting. It was enthralling. It was depressing. It was every emotion that you feel watching a sports team play. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll do it for today, y'all. Um, starting tomorrow, I'm back in my uh, van in Montana. I'll be on my regular mic in a quiet place where we can, uh, where I can be a little more animated and uh, not talk so in hushed tones. Um, so thank you all for listening. If you found this interesting or enjoyed the podcast or anything of the sort, please go give me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Leave a review, leave a rating. Um, follow me on Instagram, WXMTexan on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I try to post as much as possible. Um, new th- interesting things. I try to do a red hot take after each, after each game. Um, and yeah, yeah, if you enjoy it. And also if you want to... Uh, If you want me to talk about something in particular, if you want to come on the podcast and talk Wrexham, I am happy to entertain um, the idea of anybody coming on this show and and talking Wrexham with me, maybe informing me of things I don't know, which I'm sure is plenty. So you can contact me through Instagram, Twitter, or director at PeacefulCProductions.com. Again... Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Up the town. If you knock my soul with all your strength, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it.